Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and motivational speaker. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Nick Basquell. I'm very excited to have him back on the show. Uh, and we're going to be talking a little bit about these like mini boss battle concepts that Nick does. This is not Nick's first time on Well Played. It's not his second time on Well Played. Jeez, I'm not even certain. It might be, it might be like your fourth time on Well Played. I, I don't even know. But Nick, if you could give us a brief introduction of what you teach and where you hail from, so that all those new to Well Played get to know you. Thanks, Michael. I'm really happy to be back talking with you. Um, this year, I'm working as an ICT mentor for the Department of Education in Nova Scotia. Um, but then I get to go back to grade five classroom. And uh, that's that's where I love to live. Grade five is is uh, right in my wheelhouse. Great age, lots of fun. Uh, that was my first, uh, well, I guess second teaching job. First one after I got out of school with my degree. I taught overseas for a little bit. So if you don't count that, then fifth grade was my first, and I love it. And I didn't move very far away because I'm I'm in sixth now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, so Nick. I love a good boss battle and think that boss battles are super fun for those of you that are just starting out with gamification or you're thinking about adding something to your game. Boss battles can be super fun and what I also like about them is they can be really tailored to your game because you don't need an app, you don't need really you don't need that much apparatus. You just need some questions. Uh, I think closed questions work the best, you know, ones that you can just give a, a right answer for. Uh, and as as sort of content masters, we, we can come up with those almost on the fly. So these don't take a whole lot of setup either. And I think that that's one of the things I absolutely love about them. And then, like I said, you can really tailor it to your theme because you can kind of go online and find a, a spooky picture or, you know, a, a really whatever fits your theme, a Star Wars or a pirate theme or some big scary monster or whatever you need to be, a dragon, and you can plop that in your game and that can be the boss. Uh, I mean, wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think you need the art. I, you need to see who you're battling. And um, the kids really get into it. They love seeing the creatures up on the screen. Um, and then, like you said, you're, you're pulling content questions and the kids really want to show you what they know. They want to defeat this creature and, and move on with the game. Um, so yeah, they're, they're definitely not too bad to set up. Um, for me, I use uh, a template I created in Google drawings. And so it's really easy just to swap out the picture and get a new one, change a few details and you, you've got a whole bunch of bosses ready to go. And I'm going to put you on the spot here, Nick. Any chance you could share a link with us and I could put it in on the YouTube channel. I could put a link to the folder there. Yes, I will do that. I'm just going to make a little note for that to send to you. Um, but yeah, I've got got a whole list of different bosses that we used. Um, there are some different cards in there for equipment and uh, potions, absolutely. I'll I'll send you the link. You can share it out with everybody. Uh, That's just awesome. Make 
I make get, you coffee and off you go. I can hear a resounding uh, applause right now for Nick Maxwell. So thank you, Nick. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I will tell you guys, oof, I mean, Nick and I have met in person in real life. That's crazy, right? I mean, these days. That's it a, is. That's a, that's a wild thing. Uh, we've met in person at USM Summer Spark. Uh, I don't know, probably like five years ago, four years ago now. But yeah. when one of the things Nick showed me, he actually brought some of his gamification sort of trinkets, if you will, down to all the way down to Wisconsin. And one of the things he showed me were these like mini boss cards. And they were, I don't know, about the size of a deck of cards. And he, you, you just told me you sort of created these little mini bosses, something that you can kind of slap on the student's desk and say like, you know, try to defeat this boss. I, I, this is what I want to know more about. I want to I wanna like hear, hear out how this system works what's the flow of it, these kind of things. But if you can kind of give us first the broad overview. So the the big overview was that in our game, uh, we had these these big bosses that we had to, had to defeat. And so we would put these the, a picture of the cards up on the LCD projector so everybody mm-hmm. in the class can see uh, the creature that we're battling and know the stats so you know how much damage they have and what you need to do to be able to defeat them. And then as we progressed with the game, we started building in some side quests and things like that. And so that's where you had particular students who wanted to do something different or extra. And then we started creating uh, different bosses with a few different storylines along the way. And so we ran it through a website um, that was just created in, in Wix, just something free to set up. And students could go in and they could pick one of these challenges and then, you know, you get this little card and it was modeled after the size of a baseball card. Mm-hmm. So it can fit in those little card protectors, have them all stored up in a binder. Um, and then the kids can see them and they can start to battle with them, which is a lot of fun. So, like, walk me through. So if I open up this baseball card holder, I see all these pictures of monsters you know what are the stats that are what are the stats that I'm going to see on these things? So you are going to see um, how many hit points the boss has. You're going to see what damage they do on an attack. You're going to see any particular magic um, that they might have, and you're going to see your reward. So when you defeat the boss, um, there's usually a reward of health, mana. Uh, gold and experience because uh, we link our game in with class craft and those are four areas which match up nicely so um, if you take down a boss then you get your share of the rewards okay so now i'm gonna go through some of these if you don't mind so hp is hit points for those of you that don't mm-hmm. know so uh what is a boss what is a boss typical hit points what do they range between um early on in the year they're looking at 150 to 200. And then as the bosses get bigger, as the year goes on, um, then they start going higher and higher. You know, you're looking at a really strong boss being at about 400 or so. And then our year end is like 800 where it's a longer battle and and stakes are higher. All right. So we got like anywhere from like 150 to like 400 or 500. 
to maybe at the end of the year even bigger. That's uh, right. So I. All right, so now I got these hit points, and I'm like, how do I take off hit points? I mean, I'm assuming get questions correct. Um, That's right. So, so are you asking the questions? I'm asking the questions, and the, the students have uh, any other little equipment cards with them. So they might have equipment cards for a weapon uh, or armor that might help them in this battle. So they might have a dagger that adds five damage to, to what they do. Uh, and then when they get a question right, they roll a six-sided die to begin with, and that's the damage that gets put against the boss. Nice. And if they get three questions in a row right, they get a second die. If they get uh, a string of four right, they could trade one of those in for uh, a ten-sided die. And go from there. So you add a few different dice involved, and uh, the kids really get into it. That's awesome. So the so it's just a regular six sided die. So a boss has 150 points. I get a question right. I roll one of those. I take off five points because I rolled a five. Plus, like you said, I might have equipment that's like a plus five, a plus ten, whatever. So now maybe I took off 20, 25 points of damage. That's right. And um, the way we run the bigger ones is that it's it's the class attacking. So you might be in a group of four, but there would be like five groups in the whole room. If they all got it right, all rolled a five, then it's a bigger damage coming off the boss. Sure, 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 sure. So uh, when when everyone in the classroom is battling the boss, is it like you're asking a question and all five groups are writing the answer down at the same time. And then you can kind of say like reveal, Hey, four of the five yep. groups got it right. So you four roll the dice. Exactly. Um, they have like a mini whiteboard. And so they, they write down their answers. You've got a different person uh, telling the answer at every turn. That way everybody has to know the answer. It's not just uh, the same kid every single time. Uh, and you're right. The ones who get it right, they roll, and the ones who get it wrong, their team takes damage from the boss. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of my next thing. So then you said there's a, uh, you know, information on the the boss that says how much damage they do. So like, what what, what is that range between? Like, does it say lose one heart? Does it say like, what does it, what does it uh, say? So we we run with. Um, our the strongest characters have 100 hit points and then 70 and then 50 for the mages or sorry for the healers. So usually it starts at 10. It might go 15 or 20. And then some of the big ones, it might even be up to 40. So things are, are really high stakes. Okay. That makes sense. And then lastly, you said that there's a stat about like the boss's magic. Like it has like, is this like a special attack or something like that? Yes, it is. And so if that's going to happen, then I roll a die. And then um, if it lands on the right number or the right combination, uh, then they cast that spell out. And it might um, it might be something where it uh, casts a special spell like a fireball, or it might negate some of the armor that your team has, or it might heal itself a little bit more. Nice. I... I really like this. I do a similar thing, except mine aren't baseball card size. Um, mine are about a standard sheet of paper that I like 
printed out and sort of laminated and mine range from either the whole room defeating the same boss or this last week I ran one where every table had a boss so they came in and there was four bosses laid out on this sort of front desk that I have and I said I put on the board like come in choose one of the bosses and like then that's the boss your guild's trying to defeat. And much like you said, I had them all have dry erase boards, ask one question in the whole room, they write it down, and they're trying to defeat all four bosses as a house, and if they do, they unlock some things. Nice. Um, so you, I've done that before, too, where you've got different groups, but my question for you is, so when if one group defeated them, was it all like everybody defeated at the same time, or did one group get done ahead of the others? Definitely had different groups getting done because much like yours, mine's based on die rolls. So if one group did really well on their die rolls, like they could be done significantly earlier. Plus some of my bosses have different range of health points. So, um, and then what they, what they did in my game, they could like roll into another group and help that group. Um, but they were a little surprised. They said, can can we still lose hearts then? And I was like, yep. <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we, we looked at that too. And so it was really interesting to see the kids who uh, would break up their strength or they would try to band together to make the strongest group to help out the most as they went around defeating other bosses. Yeah, I like these, this boss battle sort of concept and notion what i'm trying to develop now is i have two sort of lofty goals one i would love for there to be a way to do it on a screen like i'd love a, a way to make it like automated i guess in some respects but i i'm not a programmer so that's hard to do but that's one of my lofty goals and then my other goal is I want to you. I want to do what you did a little bit with these mini. I'm going to call them these little mini bosses. So we're still going to have the big bosses that I've designed that have all these crazy interconnected things. But I do want one that I can kind of slap on a table and and just have it be this like pop up sort of challenge that yeah. maybe they would be able to defeat in you know five or six questions. So it doesn't take so long. But there's a chance at reward. There's a little chance of like. I don't know. You never know what you're going to get when you come into class. And I don't know. I think that that would be fun. It is. I think it's a great way to keep uh, kids engaged because for us, they know a boss battle is coming because I, I turn the lights off. I turn on different LED lights and we've got this music playing in the background. Uh, and then they know something's coming. But if you could just, you know, spring it on them all of a sudden, I think that adds a whole new element. Yeah, I just think that would be cool. I, I also have a, I think you might know that I do these buildings that students can kind of go to. And one of the buildings I sort of modeled after the Coliseum. And it has like a little mini boss that hangs on it and kids can like opt in to sort of like fight in the Coliseum. Um, and that, that was kind of a fun one to design. And pretty easy because I activate the buildings when I have time. So you just activate it when you have time to ask four or five questions and you just call the kid that's avatar is at the Coliseum and say, Hey, Hey Nick, get over here. 
we're doing the Coliseum. And then I just ask him like five or six random questions from our um, unit. But I, I only have hearts as a like other currency. I have hearts and I have battle points and XP. So when they go to these battles, they're the only category they can really lose in is health gain and they can gain in anything because you can the storyline can be that that boss drops an awesome item or whatever but for for loss the only thing that's kind of up for grabs is um your hearts which i have a low heart system like i kind of model it after zelda so they only have they start (laughs) with three three hearts and over the course of the game they can get at a max of nine hearts and even okay. that's that's incredibly rare because most kids, when you offer them the opportunity to level up in hearts, they typically choose something else. They typically choose, I want another item that lets me do something I couldn't do before. Mm-hmm. But that might be because I haven't turned up the dial on the boss battles. You know, like they don't, they don't happen enough that they feel like I should do this. That's why I want to infuse these little ones that I just could pop up all over the place. Yeah, for sure. And, um, so for us we had um a narrative for the for the backbone of the story and by putting in these little side quests kind of like your your pop-up ones with the coliseum um when you went and defeated some of those bosses it got you a specialized item that you couldn't get any other way um one of them was like a fire tiger another one was a jade sword and there was no other way in our game to get these items unless you went on the side quests and did this mini boss battle. I like that. I like that when there's that unique, unique item, unique benefit for going on a a side quest or or trying these things out. Um, That's always, that always amps up my kids a little bit. They do that for the adventure path a lot. Yeah. We, um, we embedded it in an Easter egg from the Wix site, uh, just using one of those links that uh, is transparent so the kids can't see it, but if you move the mouse enough, you can kind of find out where it is, and it takes you into the the Legends challenges, and there are three Legends, three challenges, and if you go through them, um, you get some pretty pretty powerful items. Uh, yeah, like I have different uh, item levels as well. Uh, that's always kind of fun to fun to play with and get kids sort of excited about those different level items. I just love it all, Nick. It's just so oh, yeah. fun. I mean, oh, absolutely. Design, like designing when you get the games, kids. I'm sorry. Yeah, you get you get the kids rushing in because they want to see what's happening next. Um, <laughs> when you you look at planning these things out um, last year. I had to redesign my game because I rolled uh, seven students over from the year before to to this year. And so I had repeat kids for the first time. And so I had to change the whole story. And so I went and I got this butcher paper and I put it out, big paper, and I just mapped out the storyline through the whole thing. And my administrator said, you know, I want to see your year plan. And I pulled this big paper out and I laid it on her desk. <laughs> and she said, well, what's this? Walk me through it. And I talked her through the whole thing, and she says, love it. All right, keep me updated. Let me know how it goes. That's awesome. I love it. 
I love it. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know about that. My uh, my admin's great. She she really is loving seeing the kids challenged in class, and these boss battles is a good example of that challenge that kids kids are pumped to take and and they enjoy taking it. They do for sure. Uh, have you tried any other sort of twists or turns or what maybe what's one of your favorite sort of magic abilities that one of your bosses have? Um, I think one of the favorite ones is um, the regeneration, that ability that they can come back a little bit. So some of them are really hard and kids work so hard to battle. And it's like one of those where you, you've got them on the ropes and you, you you're going to beat them. And then all of a sudden that boss grows big again. And it's and like, Oh no, not again. And you've got to really bind together as a team um, to defeat it once and for all. So I like that regeneration part. That's fantastic. I have uh, all sorts of ones, but my, my boss is, like I said, get a little complicated, but I, I dig it. There's some that have some have an ability where if your team gets the question wrong, the other teams lose hearts, which is like <laughs> for the house that's a big that's a big deal because typically if you get a question wrong with the boss, like only one person in your group would lose a heart, so it's only one. I have four groups, so like that's three hearts lost on that one. Um there's one uh, called the Shadow Walker. <laughs> if you draw that boss, uh, one player on the team has to answer the questions by themselves, and then then the rest of the team gets to like answer the questions together. And if both groups, the one that does it by themselves and the one that does it, does them together, if they don't both get the right answer, then the Shadow Walker does like. Messes with them. I like that one. That's a, I like that challenge. That's good. Uh, another one I really like. I forget the name of it. I made it end of last year, but the idea is that you're sort of delirious. Like this boss is sort of like put a little spell on you, and <laughs> uh, well, it's not right away. Sorry. When you get a question wrong, he puts a spell on you, and whoever got the question wrong. They now are delirious, and what they do is they they open their item case, and however many items they have, let's say that you had five items, in your deliriousness, you think those items are bad guys. So now you're fighting five bad guys. <laughs> and if you ever get a question wrong, it's actually like the reverse of a boss battle. Like getting the question wrong, instead of the boss attacking you, you're attack, you then attack one of these bad guys, which is actually one of your items, and then like you lose one of your items. Oh no! Because you're like killing, you're breaking these items. You're like wrecking your house, so to speak. <laughs> but you think they're all these bad guys. I think that oh, one's that one that one's a fun thematic one. And then I have a hydra, which is always fun. It's yeah. got like these different heads that like can regenerate back and back, pan what happens. So some of our bosses. Um, we don't completely beat um, because the way the questions go and the storyline. So you might be close and then 
our boss might retreat so that we can see the same one two or three times during the year if it's an important character within the story. That's always fun too, I think, bringing them back. I always kind of tell them that like defeating them doesn't necessarily like kill them from the game because some of them I just really like playing with, so <laughs> they're going to come back and the kids know it. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Nick, we are already at reflection time. So excited to hear your thoughts on this one. This quote comes from Margaret Thatcher. It sort of fits. It fits today. It says, actually, I think it really honestly fits our last bit of the conversation there. It says, you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. (laughs) So how does that apply to our classes? Well, I think it applies to our classes. Um, the the most obvious way was what we just talked about, where you might see the same right. boss time and time again. Um, but I think it goes back to the content questions that we deliver to the kids. Is that you know they they are learning the content in class, and then um, some of them have difficulty with it, some of them get it right away, and so you kind of have to fight that battle, learning your stuff, and then you get to the boss battle, and now you've got to prove it again um, to earn those points or defeat that boss. So. Um, returning to the battle whether it's you know ancient history or if it's multiplication or whatever it is that you you come back to that that you always have to be um ready to answer questions about that content yeah i like that i like that a lot i think for me i'm gonna sort of spin this quote a little bit uh in in like our students perspective that you know, we, we offer these battles, these challenges, which is just a a way to like make learning the content and interacting with the content a little more meaningful and a little more impactful and direct in their daily life right now. And I think it's important that they realize that you, you do have to face these these battles kind of daily. You do have to use this content daily for it to become sort of internalized and and that's that's when you win it is when it becomes internalized like that. Absolutely. I agree. Well, Nick, thank you so much for joining us on another well played episode 135. I look forward to getting that uh, link. I'll throw that for everyone listening. I'll throw his template link into the descri- the YouTube description. So look for episode 135 and you'll you'll find that. And I want to say Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot for thanks for having me back, Michael. Um, One thirty-five. I remember when you started this. That's fantastic. Congrats. Thanks, man. It's uh, it's a labor of love. I absolutely love having these chats with all sorts of people. Uh, if anybody wants to be part of the well played community, I'm always happy to chat with you. So give me a tweet at Mr. Matera, and everyone else. I would love to have you interact with my YouTube content at YouTube slash Mr. Matera. Check out my website, mrmatera.com. There's a lot of Mr. Materas there. Uh, But I hope you check it out, and I hope you have a great day. Take care, everybody.